do I want my business to fit into the lifestyle that I desire, the freedom that I desire, the workflows that I desire, or am I trying to fit myself and squeeze myself into what I think this box of business should look like? Welcome to the Hella Rich Podcast, a podcast for women of color entrepreneurs who want to get hella rich in time, money, and joy with your business coaches, Alison Carpio and Nadia Deala. Make sure to join the party in our free Facebook group, Hella Badass Women of Color Entrepreneurs. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hella Badass WOC. And if you want support in growing your business online, check out our membership, Let's Get Hella Rich, where Nadia and I will give you coaching support and training every month. Head on over to letsgethellarich.com to join. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hella Rich Podcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit more on the time and joy. We talk about getting hella rich in time, money, and joy. And a lot of our episodes are focused on the money part of it, naturally. And today we're going to focus on time and joy. What I want to say is stop doing what you think you're supposed to be doing in terms of how you're supposed to be spending your time in your business things like your working hours, where you should be focusing your energy and your marketing. One thing that we talk about all the time with our Let's Get Hella Rich members, they always ask us like, should I be doing this? Should I be focusing on Instagram, on Facebook? Should I be X, Y, and Z? You name it, fill in the blank. And we always ask, are you happy with how you're doing your business? Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. We're not in a business so that we could be unhappy or so that we could not have control of our time and so that we could be fully depleted of our energy. We're in this so that we have that flexibility, so we have that control, so that we have that energy flowing smoothly through us as we're doing things, as we're marketing, as we're talking to clients, as we're building out new stuff. So Nadia, I know you have this really amazing line and it's called Your Business, Your Experience. And I really want to dig into that, where you heard that and how that translates into your business as well. The reason why... I say that all the time is because it's been with me since day one in business, since my very first business coach, my first mentor that I invested in taught me your business, your experience, Nadia, and still hold this even with let's get hella rich, right? You and I are always thinking about what do we want? What would make this easy? Because we always want things to be easy, right? (laughs) Um, What would make this the path of least resistance for us. What values do I want to uphold or align with or embody? What feelings do I want when I make crucial business decisions? Because we can get so heavy. Business can feel so heavy. And so it's about asking myself personally, what do I want? And do I want my business to fit into the lifestyle that I desire, the freedom that I desire, the workflows that I desire, or am I trying to fit myself and squeeze myself into what I think this box of business should look like, right? And that shift from 
designing and making decisions in your business to cater to your lifestyle versus your lifestyle fitting into your business that you get to create from scratch. That excites me. And I think what happens is, especially with women of color, we oftentimes might be the first in our families like yourself to be a business owner. So we're just like, what is business? And we have all these ideas of what it should be based on corporate America that is truly steeped in white supremacy and oppressive systems. And we have a lot of unlearning to do in order to create space to even understand, oh, I get a choice in this, right? I think a lot of our clients, whenever I say the line, you see it all the time in the Facebook group and in the calls, hey, your business, your experience. Your choice is what that means. For instance, something as simple as my business schedule, and I'm curious what yours is, but mine is at this point, I do coaching calls Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So many people, when I tell them that, they're like, damn, must be nice. And even then, I'm like, well, I'm trying to make it 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., okay? (laughs) I'm trying to to only do Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and keep Mondays and Fridays off. And that's because I want the lifestyle, even with two businesses, to have the option to take Friday off. I typically will still do a couple hours here and there throughout the weekend, but Ultimately, I'm so drained because I give so much of myself Monday through Thursday. It takes me all of Friday to ease into the weekend. And I know that about myself because my business brain won't turn off. If you're anything like me, girl, I'm like business, business, business all day. And it's exhausting. So I need a full day just to ease into a real weekend. That's the experience I crave. But it took me... A year, I used to work Monday through Friday and my hours girl used to be 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Because my, I know, isn't that awful? You know me, I am not a morning person. Yeah. I'm just like, this is why I want (laughs) to start my calls out a little bit. But I came from a place of people pleasing and most likely scarcity when I did that. And I wasn't thinking about the experience I wanted. I was thinking about what would please my clients who are careerists and nine to fivers in my primary business? So I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to be able to take time out of their schedule throughout the working day to meet with me on a Zoom call, right? Like they didn't even tell me, but once I finally found it in myself to like my business, my experience, I'm taking my hours back. And I said, I'm only going from nine to five Monday through Thursday. Nobody even blinked an eye. Everybody was like, okay, cool. I'll schedule for 10 a.m. then. And she's like, oh my God, why have I been doing this for a year? And then eventually just this year, I finally shifted to 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Because 10 a.m. I was like, oh, I still like doing my emails, right? In the morning, I want time to really have a good breakfast and ease in. And that's me deliberately choosing my business, my experience. And I kept thinking, Oh, but I have so many clients who always book 10 a.m. What are they going to think? Now they're booking like 3 p.m. and they're fine, right? It really is. We are the leaders in our business. So we are the person who creates it. And I know that you always talk about this too in different ways. It's funny because it's like we offer things that we don't want people to take and yet we still do it. (laughs) And we're like, why did they take this up? I offered it to them. What the hell? It's like, you know, at a restaurant, if they're like, oh, this dish is trash, but people keep 
ordering it. I don't want to make it. It's like, then don't offer it. <laughs> For my schedule, I'm a little bit the opposite of you. I think we complement each other in very many ways. This is one of them. I am very much a morning person. I'm awake at 6 a.m. I do my creative work in the mornings. I can't do any work in the, like, especially creative work at night. And I focus my schedule around more building space for creativity and thinking. So out of the whole, I'm on a lot less calls. Very thankful for that since I'm not doing tons and tons of coaching, like I'm doing a lot of consulting, but I'm just on a lot less calls. So it's important to me that that protects my time where I'm not switching back and forth between the very few calls I have and creative work. So I really want big blocks of space for writing, for thinking, for brainstorming. Mm. So it's important to me that every Sunday I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. This is going to be a good week. And typically what that looks like is I'm up and at it at around 8.30 a.m. I question whether or not this is like an eight to five thing and because I feel like I should, but I really actually like doing work at 8 a.m. and being done as early as possible and getting things done in the morning because that's when my brain is the most active and it's when I have the most energy. So that's what I do. And then I'll do my calls in the afternoon if I have any or any admin stuff if I have that. But I'm usually done by four or five. It really kind of depends like when the sun sets, like these days, I just, as soon as the sun sets, I'm like, I don't want to do any work. I just don't, my brain like takes this external cue and it's like, it's time to stop. Like you're playing yourself. There were times where I tried to do creative work like in the afternoons and start something new and that was foolish. So really for me, it's just really important that I have those big blocks of time and I'm not feeling like I need to like rush myself to get something done. I really like that. And it's just, oof, as you were saying all of that, I got this dreamy feeling on my face and that mm, space to be more creative, mm-hmm. right? And this is where we get so caught up. And I know it's hard because capitalism, right? And Because that. I am in this business to provide for myself, my family, my community, things that are meaningful for me, and to financially support the lifestyle that I want. And how you do business matters. And this is why I really love working with women of color because we know that typical business practices, like the grind that... We are used to working a solid 40 hours a freaking week, right? Oh, my body just cringed when you said grind because I thought of Gary Vaynerchuk and those bro types like hustle and grind, you know? Yeah. Just get a tattoo of that. Oof, gross. Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that culture is so bro-y and also so... I just feel that resistance too. And I think... We have this perception, especially as women of color, where we're used to working thrice as hard for half the recognition and pay, that that is still what it takes when we enter the entrepreneurship world or when we are one to two years in our business and are trying to grow it. I just need to work more. And it's really like, no, what if we looked at this from a perspective? And it's not even like raising your prices. It's literally also, yes, and What would it look like if I looked at my schedule and how I do social media or marketing or this, that, or not social media, because I know that's a big thing for you, but what would my business look like if I made every decision with the perspective, what would give me joy? Exactly. And for me, for a long time, the first 
two, three years of my business, I was not posting on social media whatsoever about my business. If I did, it was very rare. It was because I gave a talk on somewhere and I was kind of like, eh, I'll just like post this, see what happens kind of thing. But I focused a lot on email for a couple of reasons. One of them being it's a very high converting channel. Another one was I just loved it. I loved writing emails and I love getting replies. I love how personal it is. And it just felt really good to me. Like it felt easy. It felt like something I could do and get done. And social media, there was just this big block I had. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to do that. And now that has switched because, you know, now I'm feeling a lot of the vibes in social media. And it's not because I learned this one trick about social media um, on how to do it. It's like, it's because... (laughs) (laughs) Because you know that's real. That is so real. But it's because I found a way for it to feel good for me. Mm. Um, I took a lot of that pressure off that I needed Mm. a thousand followers. And in fact, you know... Sometimes all you need is like a thousand and then you're good and you just need engagement. Whatever feels good for you right now may change later. Maybe I'll, you know, focus on all of the things. Maybe I'll go back to email kind of thing. So all that to say is that your business evolves and as your business evolves, so does your preferences and so does what brings you joy and what feels easy and what feels good and effective for what you're doing. Yeah, you are allowed to change your mind in business is what I'm hearing. You are allowed to state your needs. You're allowed to say, this is what would give me more joy. And I think why we always say time is because you and I want that spaciousness, right? We are not in business to be slaves to our own business, right? I think I heard once, like, everybody's always like, I need to get to six figures. I need to get to six figures. I need to get to six. There's all that this culture in the online business world and the coaching mm-hmm. and marketing world. And it's so funny. And what it's reminding me of is this one comment I saw that said, congratulations, you reached six figures. You made a really, really stressful job. That's <laughs> typically what it takes, right? Where it's just like, this is why our tagline for Let's Get Hella Rich is, beyond hella rich in money. We know that's not sustainable. We want to create joyful business practices. We want to create time where our businesses aren't absorbing 40 plus hours a week. And sometimes that does take some front load work. And are you putting too much pressure on yourself? Are you coming from a place of scarcity? Are you making decisions from scarcity? That's got to go. That's not the experience I want. (laughs) Yeah, and speaking of pressure, I love that you mentioned that because with things like social media, with email, with marketing, et cetera, a lot of experts will say, like, you have to be posting every day. You have to be emailing every day. And it's true. I advocate for that. It's true that it is very effective if you do that. And at the same time, your business will not necessarily crumble if you're not doing that. So I want to make sure that that is clear, that it's okay if you take a break from social media, if you take a break from email, again, your business will not crumble (laughs) because of that. You're not going to all of a sudden go broke, be sad in a little corner, go from riches to rags. It's just, that's not how that works. Yeah, you you were one of my favorite newsletters to read. I loved reading your (laughs) newsletters because I always thought you were emailing me with your amazing Mm -hmm. subject lines. And then I'd be like, oh, Allison emailed me. Damn, she caught me again. (laughs) And now I actually, I don't see you sharing newsletters as much, but I do see you on Instagram all the time now, Mm -hmm. which is, I do see that shift. And it's so funny that 
I'm one of your biggest supporters. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's so interesting because you're making me think one of my biggest friends in coaching and my biggest peers that I soundboard off of all the time couldn't believe that I only sent one newsletter a month and did two social media posts a week, sometimes three for like my first two years of business. Because mm-hmm. they're like, I send newsletters once or twice a week, da, da, da. like, you know, maybe they have a different success measure. But for me, it was like, well, that's all I can do right now. And that's all I really want to do right now. And I didn't need to do more, 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 more. That's never it. But for me, I'm always thinking, what do I really want right now? What do I have the capacity to do right now? I think I've lost that hustle muscle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not good at pushing myself beyond what my body and my mind allows. Because I know like it just won't be quality or something. But yeah, I'm not into it. And now I've outsourced that because I have the means to hire somebody who can actually do that for me. So let's up level. That's exactly what I was going to get into. It's like we're mainly talking like when you're strictly a solopreneur and maybe you haven't found someone who can help you. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not quite in your budget just yet. That's when we want to make those choices. And now like you have someone helping you out with your marketing. I have someone helping me out with social media and she's going to be helping out with email too. And now that we can cover that, but it's really important that we understand when we're coming from a place of scarcity and like, oh, I'm not sending out an email and I'm putting a lot of pressure on me. That's more important than just outsourcing it just to try and fix that mindset because that's not going to go away no matter what. Right, right. And then like even time scarcity, are you having a scarcity mindset around your time? What do you need to do to take a step back and clear out some things? What do you need to say no to in order to prioritize your business and what it needs right now? And again, you make those decisions in a resonant way based on your values. That's what we preach and teach to our members all the time. And I'd like to, you know, refer back to episode seven with one of our clients who was the highly sensitive people coach, the HSP coach, and how they wanted to offer all these customizations and things because they were raising their prices. And it's really like, oh, but did you really want to put that Zoom call recording on there where you offer and do the extra work to do the recording? And she was like, yeah, that was feeling kind of exhausting already just thinking about it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, take that out, sis. You don't need that. You don't need that energy drain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then we have another client who is a DEI consultant that just the other day was saying that their DEI consultancy portion that they work with nonprofits and tech organizations is popping off in a good way. Like they're closing 10K deals, they're pitching 30K deals. But what they were really working on was they wanted to do a membership directly working with BIPOC folks. And that was something that they kind of had been building at the same time. And then that kind of energy kind of fell flat for them. They were so excited about the consultancy things, building frameworks and trainings for ERE groups to be developed. That's employee resource groups or affinity groups in the DEI world. And there was like this conflict that this person was experiencing because they put so much work into trying to develop the membership, right? And they put it on hold. They were like... Am I putting it on hold because of fear? Because I feel flat about selling this, et cetera. And you and I were just having a field day going through this like, oh, this is so interesting. This is the point of 
follow the energy. And that's so important in business. I say it all the time for all my clients in all aspects of business. You got to follow the energy too. Exactly. We could see it when she was talking about these contracts and these gigs that she was talking about. There was so much excitement in her words. Like this was in the Facebook group so we could read her words. And you can just see how much that lit her up. Mm. And it's not that she shouldn't ever do a membership. It's not that she's quitting it. It's not that she's giving up necessarily. She's just following that energy and exploring what that's like. Because who knows? Maybe she will freaking love that. And you know, maybe that'll be her big thing. And maybe she won't need a membership. Or maybe the membership is later. But to what you were saying is she was following her energy. And that's really what matters when you know, you're doing business. Not what people say you should be doing. Like, I'm pretty sure that she probably heard that like, oh, you know, real business owners have something like an asset, like a membership, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And there's some truth to that, but there's also nothing wrong with working with businesses that you love if that's something that really lights you up and gets you excited. Right. And something that we were really calling in with her is, what values could really be helpful for you to recognize? Are you working on the right stuff or not? And what do you need to do to let go, right? So she legitimately just wrote, I especially feel this quote unquote sense of urgency that, and I think it's from you know the white supremacy work culture that's involved that I've always worked in unrealistically fast paced overworking. They take, they take, they take, there are no boundaries. So we're used to like when even in your own business, what boundaries do you have with yourself, with your business, right? That's something where really think about what do you value most? How do you wanna show up in your business? How do you wanna make these decisions? And she basically thanked us saying, thank you for letting me reevaluate this and saying my energy isn't here. Basically, it's about giving yourself permission to change your mind. She even wrote like, I think what I thought was if I put this membership on pause and solely focus on actually this piece that excites her and that's building momentum and actually paying her some damn good money where she's getting hella rich in money, that she thought that equals me failing. Mm -hmm. That equals my business failing. That equals me giving up because I wasn't good enough. And that is not true. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And especially client work gets a lot of crap. And I get it. There are really crappy clients there. There are also really a lot of amazing clients. And there mm -hmm. are times where we have really strong boundaries and our clients respect our boundaries. And that's really awesome. And mm -hmm. if that's the case, like do it. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, they're paying you good money. They're respecting your boundaries. You're doing really fulfilling and amazing work. I say follow that. Right. I say so too. And you never know when it comes back, right? That membership will always be available, an option to do later. But I'm very big on focusing on one thing at a time because when you are putting so many eggs in one basket, none of those baskets are going to get filled. Bottom line, something you can do if you're in a space of how do I start focusing on the time and the joy piece, not just the money piece, is really think about what's serving me, what's not serving me, what's aligned with my values and energy, what's not aligned with my value and energy, and really ask yourself, does your business fit into the lifestyle that you want and you are building towards, or are you fitting your life into what you think business is supposed to look like and be like. And one thing that I can recommend is do an audit 
of your work and your services and think, how do I spend my time and energy? How do I feel joyful in this? Do a joyful audit, do a time audit, do a money audit, and even do a people-pleasing audit and a scarcity audit in your offerings and your programs and your packagings. Did I put this line item here or this deliverable here because I am trying to people-please or did I put this from a place of scarcity or did I put this because this is truly the offering and the work I want to deliver? If this is you and you're a woman of color entrepreneur listening, thinking, oh, that's me. I don't really feel that energy or that joy in my business. I'm doing things that I think I should be doing and I want my day to look like however the hell I want it to. We got you. So go to letsgethellerich.com and see what our community and program is all about. You get two bi-weekly calls per month, one mindset session where you get live group coaching from Nadia so you can break through the scarcity mindsets, the people-pleasing mindset blocks, and one strategy session where I'll be helping you brainstorm on the spot or review anything you're building or offers you're creating and give you instant marketing feedback. You'll also get access to our previous recordings like our pricing workshop where we show you how to raise your prices, our content workshop where we show you how to write content that converts, and our sales workshop where we show you how to really rock your sales calls in a very authentic and amazing way. In our private community, you get on-demand feedback and coaching on marketing and mindset support as well in between those calls. So don't worry if you can't make the calls. We got you in there too. You don't have to do business alone. Let's get hella rich together. So we're excited to see you there. Head on over to letsgethellarich.com. Yeah.